the Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mark Grody, Gabe Ramirez filling in for Parkins and Spiegel today. Uh, how, how was your day after after our two to six shenanigans? Well, I I got home and the, the, the goal was to, you know, home just in time for the start of the Bulls game. But then I realized I needed to go to the grocery store. I needed two things that I had to have. I, I needed cat litter. Meow. <laughs> what the hell? Cats. Like you can't like if I you're got on, a cat. I know. Right. You, so you, I absolutely had to have it, and I needed some some pop because if I don't have pop, then I'm not pleased. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And I got the pop. And I forgot to get the cat litter. And um, Wait, so, time out, time out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to cut. Yeah, yeah. You went to get two things. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot. And I forgot <laughs> one of them. <laughs> that, that's how terrible it was. Well, all I can say is. <laughs> so I walked. You're walking around with some Sprite and you're like, yeah. man, this feels right. It, it, <laughs> this feels right. And all I'm thinking about is sitting on my couch, eating food, drinking right. my diet yeah. Sprite, and watching the Bulls game. Because it's a long day, right? This is the worst. Maybe I think maybe Dave can handle the, what he's got left. I'm like, I can't do that to Dave. I can't do that to myself because this cat will probably sure. find another place to go. I had to take another walk of shame to Jewel with the same checkout counter and the same person just as the self-checkout. Yeah, just for the cat litter. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Like, so... Uh... And then I moseyed on back home and watched a very entertaining Chicago Bulls game. You are, you are putting the meow, meow up on this pedestal. One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Remix. Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody in the building, G&G. The G&G Music Factory. Somebody texted in earlier and said something about a spot. I don't know what they're talking about. Down with OPP. Oak Park Boys. The Oak Park Boys in the building. Shout out to. Hey. Yeah. Let's go. It don't get any more realer than in Oak Park, baby. Yay, yay. Hello. West Side. Shout out to Michelle at the Jewel, who I saw twice yesterday. <laughs> I got to be honest, man. We're the hardest two people in Oak Park. That's right. Don't get no harder than Mark Grody. We got te- we got our own territories, you know, because you're about a mile away from me. Southside Oak Park I in know. the building. You already know. What part of Oak Park am I living in, by the way? Do you know? You know Oak Park better. <laughs> I don't know North. Because I've been there three days longer than you have. <laughs> well, no, but your wife in, is I from there. Oh, yeah, she did. She moved into Oak Or she lived there for a little bit. Yeah. When we first started dating, she lived in Oak Park. Hey. Um, I, I, I got to be honest. I don't know, man. I know I live on the, I live on the south side of the 290, so that's all I can say. Yeah, I think me too. Yep, yep. And sider. I will say this. The best part about Oak Park so far, Berwyn. <laughs> Berwyn's pretty nice. <laughs> they have a good it's jewel as well. Just, it's just a lot of, lot of, <laughs> lot of cheaper rent. It's a lot of places oh. that have cheaper rent, so you just can get anything off Roosevelt Avenue. The best part about Oak Park is actually, I think it's Forest Park, the Madison Street uh, corridor. Isn't that Forest Harlem? Park? Isn't west that? of Harlem, yeah. yeah that yeah. is... I, I that's, initially... that's probably one of the sexiest places in the Chicago area. Seriously, like, and I kind of wish that I was near that, but I looked at a place there, but there was some real shady houses <laughs> right across the street, and you already I... already don't do shady. Well, well, I mean, Sears. I was actually... Yeah, shady Sears. That's what he is. I was actually okay with it. I was talked out of it by other people. I was like, you know what? This is a beautiful place. I love yeah. that it's two blocks. From, it would make me feel like I'm still in Chicago, but I was talked out of it. Okay. Well, Regrets. Uh, Terrible. Do- Take a lap. 
Bears. Uh, well, the Oak Park boys will be talking about Chicago sports all day today, uh, including the um, Illinois situation uh, with their basketball player uh, who was charged with rape. We'll Terrence be talking to Shannon Jr. Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Mr. Brett at 245-ish uh, to give us any of the updates that he's getting out there in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, we got Coach Wanstad in the building at 4. Yes. We got some really good guests today. Chris Emma jumping on at 5. Scoop Jackson talking some Bulls basketball at 6. Should be great, Grody. Um, but everybody just continues to talk about the Bears. Everywhere I go, my group chats, people are talking about them. And I was actually listening to Jason Leisure earlier with Bernstein and Holmes, and he said something that was very interesting because a lot of people are like, hey, you know, these last two games. And Leisure was like, you're not going to learn anything in these last two games that are going to make you feel differently about how you already feel about the Bears, which I think is interesting. But he did say that Coach Eberflus needs to win, even if they do plan on keeping him, he needs to win to make the the argument for keeping him that much easier to make. And I, I think that's interesting because, I don't know, I mean, a lot of people are out on Eberflus. I guess, like, why am I out? Why am I so in? I'm trying to think. Like, because like, you're in. We're in on Eberflus. I'm more... I'm more thinking he's coming back more so than I'm in. Oh, I but, like this. Let, wait, no, let's live there for a second. Okay. The reporter in me believes he's going to be back. now, And that's based off of your feelings on that Poles? Is, that is based on Warren? two things, two things. Ryan Poles' promotion of him, as in speaking glowingly about him, when the bleep was hitting the fan yeah. earlier this year. When we asked him about him, there was a genuine answer, and sometimes you got to read body language. I was there, and it just seemed to us that he was imploring to us that this is my guy. At least that's what I inferred, and we can even find that audio at some point in time, but we could let people decide if if I'm right on that. So, I was there. So, so there is that. But I also do take into account what Matt Eberflus has done since Alan Williams. And Alan Williams getting fired might have been the best thing for Matt Eberflus, even though it felt like sports tragedy at the time because of the circumstances of it. But the Flus, since then, and this is even before Montez Sweat, that the defense was looking better. I know we all feel like this defense got dominant because of, of, of Montez Sweat, but the defense was getting better. And healthier. The, the, on Matt Eberflus's watch. So... If they, because they're going to go through everything. I mean, they, they if, whether decision is made or not, they're going to look at everything and say, what, what have, what goals had you set, and what have you accomplished? And Matt Eberflus will be able to say, yes, I have gotten this defense to the point of good. Yeah, I mean, Bears are six and nine right now. Opportunity to at least let's say if they win one, you know, a couple more victories under the belt than last season that makes them you know feel good about themselves. I think you're right. I think uh, the ability to control the defense. After the the departure of Alan Williams, adds to you know Eberflus and, and and wanting to keep him just because you know he's a leader of men. I ask you this, Groats, do you think Coach Eberflus can be a great coach? Mm, can, no, I don't like right off the top of my head. No, that doesn't sound like no, no, I don't. And and maybe it's because I haven't seen. A great Bears coach, really? I mean, unless you want to put that on. I mean, I've seen two coaches who, I guess Mike Ditka was great. He, he was because he got that team to win. I and think Lovey Smith was great. I was just going to say, Lovey Smith, eh, I don't know, great. Great I think, coach. I think very good. I think very good. I don't know, great, great. I don't know. I think I, I put great, like I take that seriously. You know what it is? I'm influenced by Corey Wooten a lot. I oh, know okay. I say his name often. Yeah. And so when I hear him talk about Lovey, 
it's just like, oh, yes, this was a co- This was a great coach. I think he was very good. What has he done since the Bears, though? Like great coaches go on to their other opportunities. Because, well, well, because he's, he's had three other opportunities in Dallas, right? He was, was no, afterwards. No, no, it was Tampa Bay. Remember Tampa Bay? Oh, Tampa he, he was with the Buccaneers. Bay. He was then in Champaign, and then he was with the Houston Texans. None of it worked out. None point. of it worked out. Okay. And the part and look, Lovey Smith's downfall may just be like uh, number one, sticking being old school, but not just. Like so many other Bears coaches, the offense it just they couldn't quite get it. But let's be fair to Lovey. Every situation he walked into was like a "Can you please put out this fire and save us?" Tampa Bay was that way. Oh, okay, Carolina I I, was the very same way. Yeah, as was the Houston Texans. It was like our team sucks. Can you come save us? Yeah, but doesn't a great coach? Because and I hate to keep dwelling on that word, but you said it that you think he's a great coach. I think a great coach. He either gets more time and has that respect. I don't think he got the respect of a great coach, but a great coach probably at one of those stops figures some things out. So very good coach with okay. the Chicago Bears. And look, hey, man, L- Lovey Smith, like he did not get cheated. He had nine years, nine years. That's a long time for any head coach, let alone the Chicago Bears, because a lot of people are like, you should have kept him. And, and I understand they were ten and six that year. You brought that up. I don't remember if it was on the air yeah, or off the we, air. We were talking with Corey. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They didn't make the playoffs. There was lovey fatigue. That season just was like it was too little, too late. Even within that season, like you go back, like people just look at the records and say, "Why'd you fire this guy?" It was rough going throughout that season and the previous season as well. Yeah, because I, I try to think about what a great coach looked like and whether or not you know Iberflus has some of the variables that could make him be just that and. You're right. I mean, if you want someone to lead this team for the future, and like Bernstein said, right, don't do the Bears thing. Do the opposite. If you're going to talk about Bill Veck, I told you I saw that the documentary yesterday, Think Opposites. That's what he said. And, you know, you would have to do, do something drastic like that. I guess I guess you're right. We're just not used to it, right? We don't fire coaches in the middle of the season. We don't go out and make a splashy coach at, or hiring at coach. Never. Like, it's just that doesn't happen. So, I guess we're we're – there's a glass ceiling placed on us where we can't, our, for our brain where we can't even imagine a scenario where the Bears go out and get someone great. You know who the splashiest head coach hiring in my lifetime was? Like John Fox. No. no. Well, oh. that, that is a good example. That, no, that, that one to me was like, whoa. That, okay, that's fair. That's fair. The guy that is coming in here at 4 o'clock today, Dave Wanstead, was mm-hmm. one of the – like he that was the only time the Bears hired – the hot candidates. He was the hot. He was Dave Wanstead was the damn defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. He was the hot co- candidate. I, and I remember being like, wow, the Bears got the hot candidates. So, yeah, that was Wani. <sighs> I'm just I want to be I want to be greedy as, as greedy can be. But I also I'm a good human being deep down inside. So I think like, OK, well, just let let Ibrafus cook a little bit, bro. He's learning on the job, too. Like, all right, he's getting better. The team's better. He's leading the people. Like, all right, one more year. <laughs> or just like, let's see. Let's, you know, it's just, it's not as bad as I've seen it from certain coaches in uh, for the Bears to where I, I haven't got to that point yet. There's no doubt about it. He is a uh, player's coach, too. He doesn't like that connotation by the way like when we've asked asked him about it doesn't particularly because I think that they look at it as oh I'm soft and I let things happen but the players typically mostly I mean there's always gonna be somebody who doesn't like their head coach but I think that he is well liked there and that's a big deal man because like Matt Nagy towards the end uh. he I believe um based on some things that I've heard 
he did lose the locker room for some specific incidents that that went down, and that was that was a big deal. Whenever you uh, throw a club night, you want to throw it consistently. You know, if you throw a club night one week and then you don't throw it again for like six weeks, people aren't going to show up, and that's what happened with Club Dub. Club night. <laughs> oh, club. <laughs> They showed up one week, and then like six weeks later, you're like, bro, where is this? And then you tried to bring it back six weeks later yeah. with a disco ball, and everybody's like, nah. Yeah, it was so weird, too, because they were they, it was a cover charge after a while, too. It was like, yeah, we just, just can't so afford to bad. throw these things anymore, oh, man. man. Ten, ten bucks, please. I had a stupid idea once that I tried to pitch to the Bears, and it was bringing a disco ball out to the 50-yard line after the game, after a win. And so that the whole stadium kind of participated oh, club dub. Sort of you know? like their go Cubs go. Yeah, like you stick around, you bring out the oh. disco ball to the 50-yard line. Didn't uh, go over well. Oh, dude, I like it. How much did you – you must have taken – love the club dub thing being over – because you were doing mornings at B96, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Sorry, club? I didn't mean to bring up B96. No, 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 it's okay. Are you mad now? Nah, somebody texts me and they're like, "Don't be stupid. That's where you're. That's where you came from. You can't just hide from it." I, no, just, well, no, that I agree with that person. I think it's cool you work there. I, like the fact that you reject that. Or not like, everybody I, thinks it's cool. That's why I think it's very cool. <laughs> it's hip, man. Couple four Texans are about to jump in right now and be like, "Oh my god, what are they talking hey, about?" So, so you did. So you did. I guess go like this. I love. I love Justin Fields. Everybody's back. Yeah, on, everybody's is. back on board with me. Watch right. this. I hate Justin Fields. <laughs> we know, Grody. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> the text messages. All right, uh, we are going to continue the show again. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel here on six seventy the score. And as we mentioned earlier, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Get serious uh, from the from Illini basketball. Yeah, Grody, didn't yeah. you laugh, dude? I, you just went down into that. T- okay, coming up next. Well, because what am I supposed to do? I know about it's it? awkward. I know. Terrence Shannon Jr. has been suspended from all team activities after being charged with rape in Kansas. Uh, we are going to talk to Brett Barons from WCIA in Champaign, Illinois, to give us an update on all the information so that we can be as well-informed as possible when not only forming an opinion about this, I've been talking about this about your people over the New Year's Eve weekend, as I'm sure you guys will be discussing. All right, Brett Barons joins us next. It's Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score. The par- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in today. Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, got a great show for you guys. Uh, Going to be hanging out until six o'clock. Uh, but of course, I think it's important that we talk about um, uh, you know this this story that just came out. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, from Illinois basket or Illinois who plays on the men's basketball team was just charged with rape out in Kansas. Um, it was uh, something that just came out today. We're going to be waiting to hear from a bunch of people, but we felt like it was important to make sure we we got as close to the story as possible to give you guys as much information as we possibly could. Um, so that's why right now. Uh, joining us on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. It is Brett Barons, the sports director for WCIA in Champaign. Brett, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for the opportunity to be on. How are we doing? Oh, you know, uh, hanging in there, as Grody and I have been saying all, all week long, and I'm sure you're doing the same after hearing this news. Uh, 
talk to me. Just set the scene for the people that are not familiar with what's going on uh, uh, currently with the men's basketball team. Well, we had a little bit of a suspicion something might be happening. You didn't know what. Usually the team has a media avail uh, today before every game. They play Fairleigh Dickinson tomorrow at 8. And we hadn't gotten any kind of indication that uh, they they would be having that today. There wasn't a release saying for a time or anything else. And so you just start to wonder what's going on here. And turns out it was a lot bigger story than uh, what many of us around the beat had anticipated. And Terrence Shannon Jr. charged with rape out in Kansas. This was from the Kansas-Illinois football game back in September. That's when the alleged charge happened. I was actually out in Kansas for that game. Got video of Terrence uh, in the stands. He was wearing a Johnny Newton jersey, him and Johnny Newton, the potential first-round draft pick here for Illinois. Uh, close team, or, you know, close buddies, you could say. Uh, they root for one another. And uh, Terrence charged with rape, sexual intercourse without consent and use of force. It's one, tr- one count. And he was out on bail, $50,000 bond posted today. According to the team, he is headed back to Champaign and suspended indefinitely. Mm. So Josh Whitman, the the athletic director, what, what has he said about this so far? And I assume he's what, having a press conference in like an hour from now to, to address this? I wish it was from an hour from now. He's not going to talk until tomorrow night at 6. What? He did put out a statement. Uh, and so, you know, normally we're expecting to talk to Brad today, to a player. That's just how this works on the on the daily beat, right, before a game. And we had, not, we had nothing. Like, I had reached out to Sports Information in Illinois. They said, now we don't have a time yet, blah, blah, blah. And so as these things go, you know, I start to get a little bit suspicious about what's going on. And uh, it turns out it was a lot bigger than this. But Josh, not not supposed to talk tomorrow till 6. I wish it was today. I'd like some answers here especially about what's going to happen going forward. But he's suspended indefinitely. That's all we know. And Whitman just has a statement saying they have zero tolerance for sexual misconduct. Did you know that's a horrible idea, what he's doing? I don't know what the the rationale is for waiting until 6 o'clock tomorrow, let alone tomorrow. Does he know how bad that, that looks to, to just dump it off on a Friday night? Yeah, and right before the game, too. It just seems like uh. it's going to get walked away at that point. Uh, I I. Look, Josh has never been the type with us to avoid anything. Like He has hard conversations. But I think a lot of people want some answers and, and quite frankly, deserve some answers about this and uh, the alleged incident and then what's going to happen going forward. Look, Terrence is the second-leading scorer in the Big Ten, averaging 21 points a game. Uh, He's on track to be an All-American. There's a lot of questions right now about what's going to happen going forward. And all we know is that he's suspended indefinitely, and I wouldn't expect him back anytime soon. We're talking to Brett Barons, sports director out at WCIA in Champaign. It's Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score. What is, I mean, you're thinking about Champaign. It's a tight-knit community. You know, I've partied out there a little bit. I know how it is. I, what is that like? I mean, as you're driving around, as you're, you know, what are your text message, what group chats looking like when everybody obviously talking about, you know, what's happening with the basketball team? Yeah, a lot has blown up here in the last, uh, what, hour and a half it's been in these stories go pretty quick and, and everyone wants to know a lot of the details and, and quite frankly we just don't have a lot of them all we know is that he turned himself into authorities today uh, made the trek out there to Lawrence and uh, that he's on his way back to Champaign now and he, he's suspended from all team activities at this point so it's not like he's going to be practicing as far as we know not like he's going to be in the facility and he's by far their best player just dropped 30 last Friday in bragging rights in St. Louis his second 30 point performance of the season I mean this guy is the heart and soul of the team on the court. And he's really stepped into more of a leadership role off the court. 
Uh, we've profiled him several times here on WCIA about how he's embraced that. They needed that last season. And for now, all of that just seems very up in the air about where they're going to go from here. They're supposed to open up Big Ten play Tuesday hosting Northwestern. Uh, I just I have a hard time believing at any point in the next uh, foreseeable future that he's going to be with the team. And I, and I do understand that they are allegations at this point, but has – has he or somebody who represents him said anything? Has there been any report of him making any kind of comments about this? Well, I just reached out to his attorney who got back to me, Mark P. Sutter, and he said Terrence is, quote, innocent of these charges. He intends to take this course to trial. It says that uh, he has cooperated with law enforcement throughout the investigation, declaring his innocence from the beginning. The interesting thing about this is that this case was supposedly opened back in September, and it has been quiet since then. And uh, the school has said that Urbana Police has been working with them and, and U of I police uh, with officials out there in Kansas. Reached out to the Douglas County, Kansas uh, officials and the sheriff's office there earlier. That's where he was booked at, waiting on a callback from them to get some more details on that. But his attorney saying he's innocent of all these charges and, and he's going to fight this thing. Great job by you, man. Impeccable, impeccable, impeccable job by you. Great reporting. Thank you so much, Brett, for sharing that stuff with us. And then I got to say, you know, I work with Tim Sinclair at the, with the Chicago Fire, and he told me to say what's up. I know he said he worked <laughs> with you for about four years out there. Great guy. Tim's a great guy. Voice of everything. <laughs> yeah. Line I here at State Farm Center. That's right. Uh, Brett Barons, sports director of WCIA out in Champaign, Illinois giving us the latest on the happenings of Terrence Shannon Jr. Interesting. Not, I, I don't know. Interesting. I guess that's what the lawyer's supposed to say. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and like I said, good good on him to to make those calls and add that texture and that saying that he's innocent. Yep, these are allegations. But, I mean, like, I just don't – I would like to hear. I would love it if Josh Whitman or somebody would report the reason why they're waiting till 6 o'clock tomorrow night to, yeah. to have this. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of things going on there, right? The woman that is affected by this in, yes. in, the, in the beginning, I mean, she's obviously had this drawn out for some time, so now this is coming back up to the forefront. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, her and her family are, are dealing with this in real time, and as is the Illini basketball team. A lot going on, but a lot more, more information to come out, as mentioned, tomorrow, 6 p.m., right before the game, we'll get some uh, some more information as to what's going on with this whole situation. Uh, and we will continue. Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel uh, coming up after the break. That's what we're doing, right? That's a great question. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've been doing this thing all week where, you know, sometimes we interview people and then they say, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And then that's usually the, their way of buying themselves some time. Well, Mark Grody and I, we, we've written three questions for each other, and we know they're great. What are they? And what will our answers be? Uh, we'll have a roundtable on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel right here on 670 The Score.